1: this stuff live.
0: Welcome to Celtics Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics, who just wrapped up draft night just a few short days ago. The 12th annual Celtics Stuff Live draft night show on Celtics blog and CLNS Media went off without a hitch. Great guest, Sam Vicini. We had Adam Kaufman from Celtics Beat here on CLNS Media and also new... Newly to the CLNS Media family, Jeff Goodman of the Good and Plenty podcast was our headliner right after the Celtics picked Robert Williams. You can find that on our feed. You'll be able to listen to our final hour of the draft show. And also Sam Sheehan, a good friend of the show, host of around Celtics Roundtable on CLNS Media, made an appearance in that hour as well. We had a good time. Um, I, I guess we can't call him... Bob, but maybe we could call him Robert Tractor Trailer. No, I guess we couldn't do that either. That's probably taken too, John. But fell all the way to 27, didn't elect to do the combine and workouts, et cetera, and there were some health concerns. I guess when we did the interview with Goodman, none of us were really keyed in on that, but that's some news that came out since then that people weren't necessarily – all that excited about not having health information, uh, and maybe there's a possible knee trouble that's lingering. He was a lottery pick projected last year, a lottery pick projected or just outside of the lottery projected this year. We get him all the way down to 27, and here's the beauty of a pick like this. Um, Robert really fills a position in terms of a high flyer, He's a rim runner. He can go coast to coast. We've seen that. He can get above the rim. A fantastic dunker. Soft hands. More importantly could be that uh, shot blocker or at least shalt- shot altering presence in the paint that the Celtics have really severely lacked. Even in 10 to 12 minutes a game that could have a huge impact on sort of the dynamics of their rotations next season, John.
1: A lot there. Yeah. No, I, I think so. And one thing that that came out of, of the you know, what's real, what do you want to be called? Uh, you know, Bob is not what he's going by, right? So we know that. And then, but that's what Danny Ainge told Terry Rozier during the, the live stream on Bleacher Report, which is a whole nother conversation for probably later in the summer. But, uh, No, we got
0: to have that to some degree today <laughs> too. Because, I mean, Terry wow. just signed his ticket out of town, right? I mean, that is, it's funny because the way everybody covered it is they really kind of dumbed it down and made it, Sort of a soft issue. I don't think that's a soft issue at all. I think that right there is had, had, uh, had the Celtics executive in, in undies in a bunch for sure. I'll tell you what, that happened to me and I was in his role as much of a nice, you know, smiley guy. I am, you know, I'm pretty easy going.
1: I'd be fuming. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, Philly's on the clock and we're going to, we're going to pick Bob Williams and didn't even, oh, it's just, it's, it's not good. It's not good. But look, Terry, we love Terry. I'm not sure, at least publicly, we've seen any, any issue with, uh, what's going on with, with how that played out. So we'll see. I'm sure Terry will, will say something at some point about what sort of, um, slap on the wrist he got because, you know, that's, he's an open Oh, book. he's going to get one
0: for yeah, sure.
1: I would think so. I would think so. So yeah, I mean, going back to Boo Butt as, uh, apparently that's his nickname. And, and I think I trust. Let's not roll uh, with that. Let's not. Yes. That's what I, I'm trusting Celtics Twitter to kind of fix, fix that, particularly weird Celtics Twitter, uh, to, to fix that, the error of that, because Boo Butt is just, that's not gonna, that's not gonna go. That's, that's, that's the I, it's not gonna fly. Um, you know, if i If he shows want...
0: up to training camp trying to pull off Boo Butt, do you yeah, know no. what the vets on this team are gonna do to him? It's Dude. gonna be even Tatum is gonna just snack on He's Is gonna have such a heyday with making fun of that nickname. He's got to come up with something else. It's, <laughs> you gonna, look, it's a no go.
1: Look at how Isaiah is still going at Jalen Brown's hair on Instagram. All these, years. you know, yeah, you, know, you know, two years since the guy's been picked, and he's still still going after Jalen's hair. It's never gonna end. Probably, yeah. You don't even if we find another one, they're never gonna end with BooBot. That one's that that's that one's here to stay. I think. At least in terms of being picked on. But in terms of the player, in terms of the player though, like, it's interesting, like, has, has Brad Stevens ever had a guy like this? I mean, you go back to, to Butler. Can you think, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not an expert on Butler basketball in the last 15, 20 years, but I can't imagine they had too many guys like, like Robert Williams on that team. And even look, the Celtics, I mean, you go back, <laughs> I, you know, Tony Batiste? I mean, that's kind of rim running, you know, know. big, but, but not in the Brad Stevens area. Maybe Parrish is that. the
0: closest thing to most recency. Whoa. I mean, seriously, but even it's, when, it's been that yeah. long. And even then that comparison is not really a very strong one. It's just you got yeah. some of the length and, and Parrish could get up and down the floor, but was he the shot blocker that Robert Williams projects to right.
1: be? Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's really, hard. One, maybe I, it's
0: Cowans. Maybe it's Cowan's. That's uh, how far. I'm
1: I don't know. It's tough. Like I, I think the one that I would say that maybe fits in that is Brandon Wright. When well, Brandon Wright came here for about five days, uh, uh, that doesn't but,
0: count. That's like well, uh, you got to yeah, it doesn't count. It, you got to have it, some it, tenure. You got to at least well, have a right. season in the
1: half. Well, and it seemed like well, they got rid of him because he wasn't fitting in. So look, that was Tyler a Tyler Zeller. It's probably Tyler Zeller athleticism, Tyler Zeller. He got up and down
0: the floor, but again, the shot blocking. I just, <laughs> dude, it's crazy. The only thing is, is we're like worried about his head too, right? So we get the right. knee thing, but then, and I love the way Scott Souza kind of laid this out for everybody. Uh, but he's like, look, very curious. He winds up being late or he's a no-show for his phone interview with the press. Then right. they reschedule it, he comes on, and he's essentially unintelligible. So, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw my own conclusions and say he's a little bit of a party animal. And based on some of the off-court stuff that was going on at Texas A&M last year, that certainly could point in that direction too. But, also, let's take out another piece, you know, because you don't always get everything detail by detail from the press because they can't necessarily validate it, et cetera. But what did Goodman say on the draft night show? He said what they need to do is put his locker right next to Al Horford. So that, that's probably a no surprise. It's going to be one of those scenarios. He's got all the talent in the world. Can he get it right? Can he be the professional that he needs to be? There is no better culture as everybody has said over and over than the Celtics culture for him. And it could be, it's a high risk, high reward type of scenario.
1: It is. And I, you know, one thing that, we didn't know at that time and and has been reported a little bit more in the press is that he fired his agent uh i, I, I want to say Robert Williams, but booba is just sticking i gotta be honest with you um stop it <laughs> I gotta stop right now uh but but rob's got you know he fired his agents uh brought in Bill Duffy, who is a long time NBA agent uh someone who represented Rajon rondo so obviously there's there's some relationship there with Boston. Very, I think very good relationship, but things work pretty well with Rondo and, and despite the fact he was quite a contentious sort and we all know those things, uh, they seem to work out pretty well with, with Duffy and Rondo and I don't think there were any sort of issues lingering there, which is a good sign. Certainly you need a, a full court press effectively on all sides helping that. And as you said, you know, as, as Goodman said, I should say, you know, Yes, it's coach, it's GM, it's, uh, it's veteran leadership, um, it's, and it's your agent. It's having the, the guys who you're listening to who aren't part of the organization reinforcing that. And so let's hope, let's hope that, that when we're moving into here, uh, this season, uh, that he's getting that reinforcement all around to say, look, this is the straight and narrow. And the good thing is he provides something nobody else on the team does. The bad sign is, is the Celtics have not had, Someone who, he doesn't fit into a mold which they can say, oh, this is what we need. Just go do this and it will be successful. It's introducing kind of a new element to things, but if there's anybody you would trust to be able to be flexible and malleable in, in their game planning, it's Brad Stevens. Yeah, I am into that.
0: He follows Celtic Stuff Live on Twitter at CSL underscore Tweet Live. You can follow me at CSL underscore Justin. John is at CSL underscore Duke. The entire CLNS Media Network at CLNS Media, Facebook.com slash CLNS fans, and download the CLNS Media app for iOS and Android. Simply search CLNS Media in your app marketplace. And finally, the YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash CLNS media for high definition, full length locker room interviews during the season, the garden report and the round table, among many others, including eight to 10 minute video snippets from John and I. So make sure you go over to YouTube.com slash CLNS media. And John, as we kind of look at, you know, this whole scenario, you're right. The culture is big. Everything else. I look back. I made the comparison during the draft night show, asking Goodman, all right, Robert Williams, Kendrick Perkins, both drafted at the same position. Kendrick out of high school. Robert's got two years in college, but... And 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 really, Goodman said, no question, Robert Williams, way higher upside. Both of these cats are from Louisiana. And when we talk about that veteran presence, I'm going to make another parallel, which is to say that Perkins' work ethic was really fueled, and as was Rondo's since you went there, by Kevin Garnett's infectious and really over-the-top focused personality. Is that the best way to say it? I don't know. But high-energy alpha dog. Oh, oh really, really. All over that locker room. Kendrick <laughs> fed off that. Without Kendrick, I mean, without KG, would Kendrick have been able to have even close to the career that he did have? I mean, there was some talent there, but to Goodman's point, he didn't have a lot of soft hands. Put the ball on the floor before he went back up for the jam. Uh, lots of, like, kind of things that, that most professionals don't get away with doing. But he's a little bit of a tough guy inside. So then I say, okay, Let's let's make that comparison. Let's draw it over to Al Horford and say, well, Al is a different kind of unassuming leader. He's really, if you could have somebody as successful as KG and then compare personalities, you're talking complete opposite end of the spectrum with Al Horford. Can he have that same kind of impact that KG had on Kentrick? Can Al have that same impact on Robert? Or do you think Robert Williams is kind of a guy that would need a KG type personality to get in line?
1: Well, that's a great, that's a really good question. I, you know, I, I, don't, we don't think we know enough. Well, the only thing we have is a, a scratchy, uh, unintelligible, you know, phone interview. I think we're going to know a lot more once we get through, <laughs> you know, once we get Amen. through Summer League, you know, we'll be able to figure it out. But yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, so much of this is really, you know, who, who takes who under whose wing, you know remember when when Ray Allen got there he and Rondo were buddy buddy and then two years later you know obviously things went a little sideways there so who knows I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the 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 quiet calm leadership is going to be helpful uh I get the sense that, you know, he's just looking for somebody who's going to lead him. And I think Al's going to do that the right way, but it could be anybody. It may not be the guy who's his, his position. You know, it may end up being Kyrie. It may I'm end up so being
0: so distracted because you said buddy buddy and missed a perfect opportunity to say no, that Ray Al. What's this, Boo, buddy? <laughs> 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 oh, it's so it, over. Yeah. Uh, we just derailed the show. I'm sorry. It was just this whole thing is gonna it's gonna be off the hook. I mean, things get a little loose in the summer anyway, right? But seriously, a nickname like that just completely derails every show. It's rough, but. Yeah, no, but that's a, it's a really good point though. You know, things take turns that are out of our hands and, and quite honestly, he's gonna be in a completely different part of the country, right? You take the South and the, just the, I'm not saying there's not work ethic in the South, there is, but the the style is much more kind of relaxed and easygoing. And, you know, I don't want to say not on time, but I just mean, you know, time is not like it is in the Northeast. Like if you're two minutes late, somebody's actually mad at you in the Northeast. Like that whole attitude and culture, that's where I get a little concerned for somebody coming up Is is just – and again, it's, it's really probably not that influential for somebody who travels for most of their work, but it is a different culture in the Northeast and there's going to be some culture shock for Robert Williams, boo buddy I,
1: there. Yeah. And, and to that point, I think one name that we should, we should bring up that we haven't yet, but, but you, know, you mentioned Kendrick Perkins. I think the other comp we want to look at is Al Jefferson, you know, and Al had some special skills that allowed him to be. He was out of Mississippi, son. right? Right. Mississippi. So, you know, there's, there's that end of it. And, and I think that, you know, he came from a small town, uh, a guy who is well thought of, but you know, there were questions and, you know, his condition had to get the right shape and all this, um, you know, the Celtics had to figure that out. Um And, you know, he was entering a very different team. I mean, that was a bad team that, that, that Al was coming into Uh very different now. And of course got traded away before the Garnett years, but worked out a pretty pretty good NBA career, working on a, at a good uh, organization. Uh, and I'd argue probably the coach now is better established to help Robert Williams become a pro than than Doc was. And that that's not as a shot at Doc, but I just think um you know Doc Doc was a little bit more thinking in thinking about vets and thinking about wins than thinking about development. And uh, so let's hope let's hope that that Brad and, and his staff are able to get. Robert going and, and find those little nuggets of things that he can, uh, find success with and build off of. Cause that's the hard thing. I mean, even if he's, <laughs> you look at the roster right now, is he going to play ahead of Tice? I mean, I don't see that. I don't, I don't see that happening. Baines, you know, and if they start the way you're talking about in terms of Horford and then the, the, the three wings and then Kyrie, That's even more of an issue in terms of trying to get Robert Williams on the floor. So yeah, Tice's been doing his
0: rehab. Lots of pictures out there, and you know it seems like he's going to be on track. And I think a lot of people. I'm not saying I'm not high on Tice but maybe not as high as many of the fan bases out there. They're very encouraged about him coming back. And and the Celtics are essentially getting a veteran in Tice as a rookie last year, but 27-year-old rookie with a lot of time overseas. So, you know, not – that's again, we can get into the rookie of the year award and all of that stuff, and, you know, you know how I feel about bringing somebody in who's been a pro for five years and calling him an NBA rookie. But in many ways, Tice was not a rookie either, and so – Uh, More upside on Williams, but this team is trying to compete next season, and so non-rookies or non-second-year players a little bit more experience and a little more coachability, a little bit more maturity, like Tice may see those minutes. I think if year one for Robert Williams is really about getting him ingrained in the culture, getting him to understand the game planning and the strategy, getting him adjusted to NBA lifestyle, the work ethic, the training, if he can get all of that and get some decent minutes by the end of the season, I'd consider it a win. I'm going to be looking at him in years two and three, to make more of a judgment in that regard. I mean, even as a sophomore, he's a younger player. Um, we're going to move on on topics, though, and we're going to hit Kawhi. But first, if you wear contacts, then you know how annoying it is to have a prescription year after year just to be able to buy more contacts. Simple Contacts is totally revolutionizing the industry using technology to make reviewing your prescription and buying contacts Well, simple, and here's how it works. Using your phone or computer, you can take the Simple Contacts vision test in less than five minutes, literally anywhere. A real doctor then reviews your result within 24 hours, writes you a new prescription, and boom, a fresh supply of brand new lenses on the way to your door. No more appointments or waiting rooms, no more overpaying. Simple Contacts brings the doctor's office to you wherever you are, whenever you need it. And for me, I'm traveling all the time, so even if I make an appointment, I can't always keep it. This allows me to get my contacts while I'm on the go, even when I can't be home to go into the doctor's office. It's unbeatable. Every brand of lenses, prices are competitive. The prescription only costs $20. The lens prices are super competitive. Shipping is free. And best of all, our listeners will get $30 off their first Simple Contacts order. So to save $30 on your lenses, go to simplecontacts.com slash CSL18 or enter the code CSL18 at checkout. I do have to mention this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exams you still need those occasionally but it is the most convenient way to renew a prescription and reorder your contacts if your vision hasn't changed again check out simple contacts get 30 dollars off by going to simple contacts.com slash csl18 or just enter the code csl18 at checkout give it a try and thank me later all right john so let's go to the Kawhi leonard and and lebron right yeah. and even paul george but uh I believe Sam Emick had a uh, an article kind of breaking this open a little bit. It's really the next stage, right? The draft is over. Now it's all the high-flying free agents that we have to watch them rotate, where they're going to go. Then the secondary pieces like a Marcus Smart fall into place. And as Danny watches all of that, then we start talking about somebody like Terry Rozier getting moved on because of his contract, because of trying to be able to resign him next year, because of his faux pas on draft
1: night. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, no, this is this is the interesting time. I mean, we're I think free agency last year is is the first time we saw this this kind of post draft pre uh, deadline or, or pre start of free agency really became a much more important area, especially as now the without so much money being on the market, it's really hard to sign free agents. So now you've got Chris Paul who needs to re-sign. Uh, what's going to happen with Paul? Is he going to be able to – are they going to come to a deal there? Is, was there really a wink-wink a wink, wink deal about giving him the full max this summer? Uh, you know, LeBron has the right to opt out. If he opts out, then you've got to think that he's probably not going to be looking at some other places in terms of sign-and-trade, and, and it will be really just a straight-up go to go to Cleveland, go to L.A., um, or possibly Philly, I suppose. Um, but if he stay, if he opts in, then. You know, things are more available for Houston, Boston, uh, San Antonio and others who are over the cap. So, th- so you've, you're, all the LeBron choices are really in play and Amic did a really nice job of kind of talking about the three pieces that are probably the most important in figuring out what LeBron might do, which is of course Chris Paul, uh, Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George. And, you know, Amic says Paul George is, it's looking optimistic. He may stay and Kawhi Leonard doesn't want to go. Well, I should say he wants to go to LA the Spurs do not want to send him to the West and especially not to LA so which makes things a little bit more interesting not just for Boston but also for Philly and maybe Cleveland I'm not sure that Cleveland has enough to either get Paul George or get Kawhi Leonard but it's out there we'll see you know and I think that's what we're looking at over these next you know five six days what's gonna happen reading the tea leaves uh, because As Kawhi Leonard said on his uh, podcast with Bill Bill Simmons uh, last week, free agency started at the All-Star break. And so we're going to see where these conversations are going. And like last year with Chris Paul, who who got miraculously traded to Houston, despite free agency hadn't opened and all these things were all known, even though no one was supposed to talk to each other. We're going to see, I think, a similar thing this year, potentially even including the best player in the world, LeBron James.
0: Do you think I'm not sure exactly how the salaries work out and and I'm not sure Philly would want to do it but we've talked about LeBron landing in Philly and there's been a lot of oh I don't know if that would happen that would happen but is there a scenario where they have enough salary and probably with JJ Redick if they did like a sign and trade kind of scenario there's a is there's a scenario where they could trade for Kawhi and still sign LeBron James, correct? I mean, they have that kind of room. So that would be a scary proposition for the Celtics. As poised as we are next season, if they moved some of that young talent and used JJ Redick to fill in the salary, and JJ probably wouldn't be that upset about going to the Spurs either, right? right I mean, that's right. you know, that's you're not going to get one of those scenarios where they're like, no, I don't want to make twenty three million and go to the Spurs, right? It'd be one thing if they were trying to send him to Sacramento or something crazy, but in this case, they're going to a perennial uh, playoff contender. Coming from the East Coast, I, I I think JJ would probably like it very much, and uh, especially if it meant that he was going to get paid handsomely, yet another year consecutive year, and be on a competitive playoff team. That that to me would be a dream scenario for him and and so I can see that they move some of the young talent they move him who knows what they'd have to include in the deal I'm not sure that the bidding has really gotten to a place where we could um, have that you have to believe that Embiid is untouchable and not headed to the Spurs but maybe Simmons is in play in that deal right for Kawhi and they'd get the defense etc and it would open up a spot for Fultz a little bit but then if they were to go get LeBron you know he's going to initiate the offense anyway and so then you know Fultz kind of works as an off guard instead of a distributing guard and um, you know maybe he doesn't even get in the starting lineup anyway because we don't know where his head's at but that's a that's pretty dangerous if you think about Embiid, Kawhi and LeBron that's an obstacle in the Eastern Conference for the Celtics
1: yeah no no question I mean that's that's the to me that's the worst case scenario for Boston is that those two get together even if even if Kawhi uh, a, a close number two I think is Kawhi joining Philly not LeBron alone, I, I think in, in the rankings of things I don't want to see, and that's usually how I, if Boston is not involved, that's usually how I look at it, is how does this help or hurt Boston? The worst case is LeBron and Kawhi end up in Philly. That's the worst case scenario. The second worst is Kawhi alone, and then the next case is probably LeBron. And the reason why I say that is that it's it's the open it's the shooting it's it's opening things up and having that extra yeah, player outside just, shooter you're a hundred percent right
0: but it's also yeah. the defense because that was another place mm-hmm. where Philly broke down big time and I'm not saying LeBron doesn't play defense but he doesn't play defense play after play the way Kawhi does and also it's the long lasting factor exactly. Kawhi only being twenty seven means that that's not you know LeBron's going to do a two year deal he's going to be on the downside of his career he's still always going to be a performer until the day he hangs his shoes. Up, but at the same time, you have to like. All right, well, two years from now, they got to figure things out again. That's not so scary. But Kawhi is like the same age as Hayward, so this window, and albeit actually, it would put them almost on a very similar parallel as the Celtics with sort of a, a prime time star. And I realize the Celtics have you have know, two, and then Horford, who's a little. Not, I want to say past his prime, but on the tail end of his prime, but. Then they have also the young talent that's coming up behind it. So we've compared ourselves – and our rebuild to Phillies several times over and over in recent years. And if they were to obtain Kawhi, it would put them on a very, very similar trajectory. And look at all the picks they made in the draft this year. That's kind of like the Celtics last year and a little bit like the Celtics next year with potentially four picks on the docket. So you can see them running um, similarly in the Eastern Conference for years to come if it's Kawhi and not LeBron. And if it's both, it's still the same deal.
1: Yeah, I think it, what it does is if it's both, then what happens is, you know, obviously next year they're the, they're the favorite, you know, and Philly will be, uh, you know, I think that they're going to be really, I mean, they're going to be good. They'll be thinner though. I mean, to make a deal to get Kawhi and LeBron, they're going to be thinner. I mean, I, you could say that you're going to not deal, but you're going to deal Ben Simmons for, for Kawhi, but you know, I don't know. They like, were
0: thin anyway. I mean, let's be real. That's They barely even went me. seven deep, right? So yeah,
1: but but you know, part of that was you know they they're gonna lose Bellinelli. They're gonna lose, uh, lose Illyasova. Um, you're gonna lose Redick case, and Simmons. Probably Redick, in the
0: trade. Yep. Simmons.
1: Yeah. So you you are kind of thinning things. And but like you said, it kind of in the same way that Boston, the way Boston built the team this year, Philly's team next year were kind of similar, except. You're dealing one of your key core pieces. Um, that'd be like Boston dealing, you know, Tatum or, or Brown. Effectively, um, it just it changes the mix quite a bit from last year to this year, um, or this coming year, I should say. So, uh, it's it's interesting. It's it's something that's coming on the table. I would have thought before draft night that there's no way that the the front office in Philly has the Capacity to pull off a deal like this, you know, knowing it's Brett Brown and a whole bunch of you know, kind of lieutenants of what were Brian Colangelo's front office, they ran a pretty good deal to get that that Miami pick and Zaire Smith. So it's I mean, again, we're talking Not about to being willing Chats. to
0: stir things up in human resources and sure. doing. Oh my so. gosh!
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So you know, there's there's a number of different pieces to this, but for me, I think that the fact that they made that deal. Is a sign that, you know, Philly is something to watch here over the next week to two weeks. Yeah.
0: Good on Brett Brown, right? I mean, seriously, Absolutely. um, making an, I don't want to say making a name for himself. He had a name, but you know, he would be, but as a, front, but office as a front office, that's what I mean. Yeah. Making, he's, he's kind of doing the Danny Ainge, right? He's, he's going from coach to potentially front office guy and executive and building his resume. And, and he does have the cachet and he, and he, he's a very intelligent man. And so I can see this working out for him. He's coming along at the right time. That's the other thing. I mean, look at all the assets. And then because of the Colangelo scenario, you know, that might have been an opportunity that wasn't available to him in the past, but, you know, just by de facto, right? Like who else was going to do it? And so it, it and I can always think of that parcels thing, you know, it's like being able to go shopping or, or having to, having to cook the meal, so, but not being able to buy the groceries. Right. right and, right. and there's, there's Brett Brown being able to do both. And there is something to be said for it. It's just an enormous task because of how met, how much you need to know about how hard You have to work. That's usually the limitation is is having to do all of it and just not having the time to do it all well and specialize. But I think there are moments in time where you do a little bit of both because you know what you want to accomplish, and then uh, it it tends to expose when the front office and the coach aren't on the same page, which is really what we have going on for us in such a positive way with the Celtics organization because it seems like coach and GM – Even when they're not on the same page, they're still on the same page. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they understand the role, and so they work well together regardless.
1: In the short term, it works for Philly because this is the time of year where it doesn't really matter. You know, you're not there's always planning uh, day to day. The seasons, yeah, right. You can you can get away with it now. What's impressive is you know, making a deal with bridges for Zaire Smith in a future pick, you know, usually, you know, we've seen this before with doc and, and Stan Van Gundy and these other coaches who, who've had dual roles, you know, they try to get the players who can play right now or ready to play, who can help them win now. And, and Brett Brown really took a, you know, kind of a pun. He kind of looked for the long-term. And, you know, maybe Zaire Smith will be a better player next year than Mikael Bridges. I don't think so, but he could be. And if so, he got a great pick on top of the better player, which I think many people see, you know, uh, Smith's upside as one being beyond Bridges anyway. Yeah. But that's uh, – kudos to him, like you said. and It just makes you a little bit more nervous. But, you know, the other piece of that too, Brett Brown came up through the Spurs system. So he knows Kawhi, but he also knows Pop. And it's interesting to see how this goes because the Pop's guys do respect Pop, even if they go to different locations or not. And whereas Pop and the Spurs have been so obviously, you know.
0: Contentious.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been just very been contentious.
0: contentious. So Absurdity maybe Brown pro. respects Pop's position on that and doesn't want anything to do with Kawhi either, right?
1: You wonder. It does make you wonder. I mean, it seems like – He's not in a position to really make the final say, uh, but you got to wonder if, if there that's got to play into it because my goodness, I mean, it's, it's pop for God's sakes. And this is, you know, a big reason why so many people have, have great concerns with bringing Kawhi in. Yeah. If, if you, if you have a problem with pop, then you, then there's a lot of people who would have problems in that situation. So, all right. So I, to I, put a cap on,
0: to put a cap on this week's show, I'm going to tie back to our last show before draft night. I'm going to pose this question and then we'll close. Uh, I was definitely adamantly against Kawhi. We had two other topics we wanted to hit on last week's show that we didn't hit because the Kawhi conversation took everything over in that entire debate, right? But, however, it has changed because if the prospects of Kawhi going to Philly are greater and how that shakes up the Eastern Conference and challenges the Celtics and potentially tantalizes LeBron to sign there on low money as a free agent and maybe not even that low a money, right – because of the cap space that they have available with that in mind do you almost want to be more aggressive getting Kawhi just to keep him away from Philly
1: I think you think about it yeah i mean i think the the long term concern of having to deal with that combo um is really concerning i think for boston um uh, having said that sit in the in the week or two weeks? Two weeks? No, the week. No, sense. it's a
0: week. It's only been a week, but My because God. we did the draft night show.
1: Whoa, whoa! Yeah, in the week sense, Kawhi I'm, induced I, a
0: time warp. That's how bad it was when we got into yeah. that debate.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm less bullish on Kawhi now than I was then. I, you know, Zach Lowe's piece really kind of made me think a little bit more about it, and and I still think the numbers back up what I'm saying, and that Kawhi has always been a better player, even his you know his first year than Jalen, but uh until you can get that assurance that he wants to be there that he's going to commit there that there's a framework of a deal um and admittedly you're doing this with an agent who has never signed anyone else ever and doesn't have the cachet that you can back up Danny, it on likes, the guys guys. He Danny likes the guys he trusts. Danny
0: likes the guys he trusts.
1: So Unless you can get that it's hard to say Boston would do a deal. I I there's just no way around it. You would have to get that assurance. If you can get that assurance, okay. But without that, I'll I will see what happens. And you know, look, LeBron. Who knows if they get LeBron and Kawhi, it could be concerning. But LeBron has a finite shelf life. I don't. He may be an alien, but at some point, it's going to be over for him. And Boston is still well suited for that long run. And I still think they're competitive with a Embiid. Kawhi LeBron, you know, a battle. I still think they can make that. Yeah.
0: When uh, they're healthy, it's a different team with a lot more closers on the squad. So, you know, even that, even that Cleveland series would have been dramatically different. They might have been been able to close Cleveland this year in five games potentially Mm -hmm. if they had just had the right, um, closers on the roster. Just we had some, uh, we had some, some youth. Mishaps, I'll say, just because of not being on that stage against the greatest, and uh that presenting the challenge that it does mentally.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If you're if you're ready to move, I, I just want to talk. Can we can we just really quickly say what do you think's going to happen with Marcus Smart? Do you think anything's going to happen between now and the start of free agency? Do you think there's a chance they sign him before he gets to free agency? For I, um, a short deal. They definitely
0: could. The short deal is probably the best way to go because he's expressing that he wants to stay. I think he wants to see what this team can do next season before really putting pressure on, and I think he wants to see how much value he can bring in the postseason in a certain role coming off the bench. He, You know, he stripped some weight last year. He really got it together. His hops, especially after he broke his hand and came back, was pretty amazing. Uh The way he shot in Game 7 – certainly would want that one back. And I think maybe his agents tested the waters enough to know what they're really going to get. And if they don't get anything, if they don't get any offers, right. Or any like really substantial offers, they're almost bringing the price down. So I think if, if smart and his agent believe that there's an op, that the Celtics are offering something that's fair, that it's better for them to take that now and take the gamble on that number actually coming down because Smart's, you know, he could get the qualifying offer. Nobody could do anything much above it, and he could end up losing. It just depends on what the Celtics are willing to give him now to put it behind him.
1: I I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I, I am I am so in the tank for Marcus Smart now. It's ridiculous. Uh, after he he saw my tweet on on uh, the night before the draft and then sending the pair of sneakers to my kid. So uh, I am. Is completely, he really? I missed yes, that. Yes, yes. you're
0: getting a pair of sneakers sent from Marcus Smart to your house.
1: Game worn sneakers, yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on.
0: How did this not lead the show? You've got you've got three minutes to describe the scenario before we close. But how did that not lead the show? That should have led the show.
1: So look, he was extremely online, uh, he was posting and, uh, I just said something about, you know, Marcus is great, you know, my, my youngest, we went to the, the, obviously the Houston game, we talked about that, and I just said, you know, he's his favorite player, watches, wears his shirt all the time, which is all true. And, uh, nothing, there's a lot of people out there that will do this stuff to try to get stuff from pro, from pro athletes. I think it's ridiculous. Um, but this is all true. And so he saw it. He says, I gotta get him some pair, he, Texted me. But he added me and said, "I gotta get him some shoes. Let me know how I can get to you." And so I said, uh, "Is this for real?" I'm like, uh, "Check your DMs." And he said, "Yeah, let's do it." So, um, no
0: way, that's awesome.
1: This is hey, happening.
0: We're all right. So, because we do video now, once you get the sneaks, we're gonna do a big intro to the show. We're gonna do it right this next time. We're gonna put the shoes up on the screen. You're gonna show them off, and we're gonna we're gonna give a big thanks, and we're gonna bring your son on. He needs to come on the so he can, we need to get him on the show to talk about the sneakers and how grateful he is. And we'll make sure that Marcus, uh, Marcus gets a, a big thank you for sending those along to your son. I mean, come on, we've been Celtics fans forever. And, uh, every Marcus time a player, fans, biggest Marcus so Smart fans, you're right. I mean, I might have wavered a little bit this season, but that was the first time ever. You and I have been in his camp. Nah, you nah. didn't waver. I wavered. That's why nah, I've been i do not getting the sneakers. So. No, not really. I wavered I mean, a little. I was look, pretty, ma- I was pretty mad about the 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 temper tantrum. I was, you were, I was. But look,
1: this is the guy we want, and we, we've been supporters of his for a long time. And so, Riley got on, you know, did the CLNS thing with 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 Nick. Yeah, and you on guys Super Bowl the Sunday.
0: That's right. Now I'll bring
1: the youngest in. So you know, the, the the sons of CSL. We're just a week after Father's Day. The sons of CSL here, uh making good on you some know what? stuff
0: live. That would be an awesome podcast. 10 years from now.
1: <laughs> sons of CSL. You know what I'm saying?
0: Like, I know there's Sons of Sam Horn, but Sons of CSL is Sons <laughs> Sam Horn. That's uh... right. All right. It's That's going to do it for this week's show, but it's been an entertaining one, and we gave you a little teaser so that you'll make sure you come back and see Marcus Smart sneakers and get an introduction to John's son. The broadcast will be available on demand on the CLNS Media mobile app, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CSL underscore Justin and at CSL underscore Duke. A heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in, and remember you can help support the show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review because you're feedback is extremely important to our show for staff writer samuel Elias, executive producer larry h russell the founder of clns media nick gelso and my co-host john duke i'm justin pool and thank you for listening to another edition of celtic stuff live celtic
1: stuff live